It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, boys. We have a baseball game this week, right? Isn't it Friday? Yeah. I think I the think, Twins uh, play on Friday weekend. night. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think they play the golfers. Oh, is that right? Is that the first game? I should pull yeah, this first, up. First game of uh, John Anderson's last season as golfer baseball coach. Man, legend. Yeah, they have. So they play the Gophers, and then their first like actual Grapefruit League game oh, is baseball. Saturday against the Pirates, That's coming down from Bradenton. Grapefruit League. Are we still calling it the Grapefruit League and the Cactus I League? I think we should be. Okay. I think we should be. When When's the first split squad? Yeah, they don't usually... Uh, well, it looks like actually Monday, March 4th is the first split squad. Because okay. they've got they've got home against Atlanta, and then they go to Sarasota against Baltimore. So two weeks is the first split squad game. Okay, and then there's another one on uh, the 13th. A couple more, and then we def and we, we definitely have to wait um, a while to get our first look at them on Bally's. I think it's about yeah. halfway through spring training that they start to televise a few games. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I we think, just have I to go Bally off the sports. Detroit will get a game before Bally Sports. Like, we'll get the Bally Sports Detroit feed for a game before okay. Bally Sports locally here does Lake, their first game. From Lakeland, Florida, home of the Bengals, the winter home of the Bengals. When's, you, you and Don used to go to the to Dunedin, the Blue Jays. Dunedin, Blue Jays, yep. Right? When's yep. the last time you guys did that? Oh, we haven't been there for probably eight, nine years to Dunedin because okay. then I started to go to Fort Myers. Yeah. Dunedin, I felt, was a preferable stop as far as the town went. It was more fun, but... Good time in Dunedin? Yeah. Lake, we, we actually drove one day from Dunedin to Lakeland to go see a Tigers game. Not impressed with Lakeland. Dude, the, the I would say the middle of Florida down there, when you're driving from, like, Fort Myers over to, uh, like, Jupiter, there are some dark places in the middle of that state, man. Like, smoldering houses. and it's Like, Florida. is anyone helping these communities? I yeah. don't know what's happening. Yeah. But um, we got a few topics to jump into here on this Monday Score North Twin Show. Starting with this one, boys. Byron Buxton is back. And now I think you're getting all across baseball. You're getting a lot of, like, everyone's feeling great types of stories, best shape of their life types of things, right? It's the annual Miguel Sano shows up 30 pounds lighter, ready to tackle, which, again, he showed up 30 pounds lighter again, this time for the Angels. So Byron Buxton said, quote, the pain is gone, so I'm a lot more happy, 100%. The last couple of years were definitely painful, just waking up, feeling like a knife is in your knee every morning. And after this procedure, it was the, they like repaired or it was the flap on the front of his knee, right? They did some crazy surgery. So he's coming into camp. He's ready to play center field. He says he feels a hundred percent different and he no longer has a knife stabbing him in the knee feeling every morning. Yeah. Are you excited for Byron Buxton or are you skeptical? First of all, I'm going to start this by saying, I hope it goes really well. Like I really do. I'd love to see selfishly as a baseball fan and a person that follows the twins. I would love to see him healthy. Uh, We've seen glimpses before and it's pretty damn impressive. So I'll preface this by saying I hope everything's great, but I have so many questions off this quote. Number one, why did it take till last October to remove this flap if it, if the flap was causing all of the problems? 
Like it's the surgical knee. Judd, surgical Judd it, coming it's in here. It's the knee. When you do the MRI, you can see what's right and what's wrong. Like, it's not like, Hey, John, come here. Yes. Hey, this flap. Look at this. You think we should take it out? I have so many questions about why this took so, so long. I also am curious, is this now no longer chronic? Because if you guys go back to Rocco, not last season, but the season before that, he talked about this being a chronic condition. Yeah. And we know for a fact that it was painful for Byron to stand. Like the problem was not him pursuing fly balls. It was literally the act of standing. So are all these things now fixed? And if they are fixed, why did it take this long to take the flap out? Like, I just, I fear that we are hoping that this works. And for right now, after a winter of not probably having to stand much, that it feels good. But I think it'd be really naive to just assume that this is all fixed and fine. So I hope I'm wrong in saying that. Uh, But I definitely have a lot of questions about why this is suddenly, why we have found the magical treatment. I mean, I'm guessing guessing he delayed surgery because it would have wiped out the rest of the season for him. And I know he was able to come back and have, you know, a a pretty much meaningless at-bat in a playoff game, but it probably would have ended his season and he didn't want to go down that route yet. And clearly with the surgery and the timeline that he took, it's now February, spring training's here, all systems are go. So he was probably reluctant to get the surgery at the time because he knew it would wipe out the rest of his season when he still thought he could maybe compete. That's I think Judd's that's... saying, like, why not do it two years ago? Is right. that what you're... He, he had this two Judd years... Judd Zolgad, MD. He had this two years ago. So well, like, no, he had the pain two years ago, right? Yes, uh, but he also okay. had a surgical procedure done, if I'm not mistaken, late in 22 as well. Why didn't we take the flap out then if the flap was the culprit? <laughs> Can we, can we ban flat for the rest of the rest of the show? Can we yeah, just... you know, some people hate the word moist. Flat. flat? The word flap. How's, it's... how's flat that? Like, okay, like why, didn't we, why didn't we take out the problem tissue? How's that? Yeah, there why we didn't we extract yeah, yeah. the better. problem tissue two years <laughs> ago flap. and then go into 2023 uh, ready to hit the ground running? I, I look, I hope he's fine. I really do. I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that that – I want this not to work. I do. I'm just skeptical. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can. I, I guess even he probably has a little bit of question in his head too, as great as he apparently feels. But he's still—it's crazy, man. Like he's still only 30 years old. In some ways, I can't believe he's 30. But in other ways, it's like, man, he's been through so much the last five or six years. Oh, yeah. He still has a few years of prime left if he can get out there. And even if he can only play like 120, 125 games, if that's in center field and his bat. So, yeah, okay. I'll take the bait. I'll take the bait. I, despite his history, am excited about Byron Buxton's 2024 season. I know he hasn't played 100 games since 2017. Hell, he hasn't even played more than 92 games since 2017. And he comes in every year. There's like some level of hope. They've got a plan. They've got, we're going to go DH and slow cook, or, or we had a new procedure done. And so every year there's this hopefulness for Byron Buxton. But I am taking the bait, and I think he is finally going to have something close to a healthy season. And we'll see. Now, they should have a plan, okay? They should know who their center fielder is going to be for 130 games if he comes out of the gate in March and the knee flares up again, right? Like you can't just go in plan a B and C being 130 games in center field for Byron Buxton. Is Austin Martin ready? 
Willie Castro, I don't know about him for 130 I, I don't games. care if he is ready. He is ready, and I'm not prepared for him. Michael Taylor want to come back and play for $5 million and, and be kind of a fourth outfielder. And what's the number on Buxton games in center field, too? There's got to be a number that's been picked as a goal. So, like, that's my question. And they're not going to tell you that, and I get why they won't. But I'm just curious, what's the number? Like, how many times a week do you expect him to play out there on a consistent basis. I'd be curious. So he, that here's the, the last few years for him. This is games played in center field. We'll say games started because he could come in sometimes as like a pinch sure. hitter and then stay in center field. So sure. games started in center field, obviously none last year, mm-hmm. 51 in 2022, 59 in 2021, 2020, that was pandemic, but he only, only 35. They played only, what, 60 games, 60 I think? 60 or something. Yeah, that's yeah. actually pretty good. He played 78 games in center in 2019, 26 in 2018, and then 131 in 2017. Mm-hmm. So the most he has played in any year since 2017 is 78 games starting in center field. So I mean, that's... I would say... I don't know that I'm DHing him very often, so I would say... 90 or 100 games in center field. Let's go. Yeah. You're feeling good. You got the flap. The flap. You're feeling the flap good. Is I, don't out. I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like the flap, like they're, they're like, why are we optimistic this year? Because we removed the flap. I, I, I have the same stance. It, everything is gravy with Byron Buxton. I, I like this team without Byron Buxton, and I really like this team if he's really healthy, but I'm not holding out that Byron Buxton is the missing piece necessarily or that they need. Byron Buxton to play 140 games. They made their playoff run. They accomplished everything for the most part without him during that during that stretch run last season. If you get him and he's back and he's healthy, holy crap, we have a whole new weapon to unload here. But they were able to survive without him. And until he can prove he can stay healthy, my optimism train with Byron Buxton has definitely taken a nosedive for the probably the first time in his career. I have tremendous trepidation with the current plan and center if Buxton can't stay healthy unless they sign somebody which i think they probably will do that's the one thing like you are sort michael a taylor was a top five defensive center fielder in the league and gave you enough pop he hit enough home runs and some big spots yep so you're you're just going into this huge unknown if all of a sudden it's like austin martin is gonna maybe be your willie castro so yeah but he might be the difference between an 86 win team and a 90 plus win team. He might be the difference in getting deeper in the playoffs. If you're getting, and it's been so long since we've seen that version of Buxton in center field. We saw glimpses in 2022. He was an all-star. He was one of the best power hitters in baseball. Like we've seen glimpses, but if you like, if you're getting the 2022 version before his season got derailed, that is a, that's an American league changing addition to your team. You guys are skeptical. I am I'm buying in. I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take the bait here. I'm skeptical but I'm hopeful. Okay. I do want to see him healthy, so. Let's get to the next one here. Carlos Correa also looks great here. Again, these are all the hey, everyone's reporting, everyone feels great, looks great, best shape of their life, changed their swing, all these things. So, Bobby Nightingale, beat writer for the Pioneer or for the uh, Star Tribune, he says Carlos Correa tweaked his swing this offseason. And hitting coach David Popkins said, quote, I haven't really seen him hit balls like that in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen him clear the batter's eye 
he hit one way over the batter's eye. So Carlos Correa feeling much better with that foot and looking to increase his power output with a new swing. Are we buying potentially an all new, refreshed, healthy version of Carlos Correa here? I'm buying it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the guy who played in the playoffs was still not healthy, uh, but but kids, but because the uh, plantar fascia had burst or broken, it it helped him out. And defensively, there's no question there. So I will be Carlos Correa deserves major criticism if if he in any way, shape, or form hits like he did in the regular season in 2023. But I understand he was hurt. And he did talk about how how he basically, I think, was trying. He couldn't really hit off the balls of his feet because it hurt too much. Yeah. So he, he was trying to prop himself up and change things. So, yes, in, in this case, it's a very recoverable injury. It's not like a lingering thing. So, yes, I am, I am hook, line, and sinker in on Carlos Correa being an all-star shortstop in 2024. And for us to see a season like we saw him play, especially against the Blue Jays, which was a difference-making player. Yeah, I mean, when he left the Astros, he was top five in MVP that year, coming off his contract year. Um, and his glove is still obviously very, very smooth. And his bat has kind of been more of a complimentary piece. But in the postseason, he is legitimately one of the best playoff hitters of all time. Uh, so I'm actually more optimistic and putting more stock that if he is back to the hitter he was in 2021, where he was a top five MVP candidate, that's going to lift this team up more than the unknown of what Byron Buxton is. I mean, Carlos Correa has turned himself into one of the better defensive shortstops in the league. He's a very clutch performer, but if he's back to being the guy he was in 2021, and a lot of his 2022 production in his first year at the Twins, I will kind of tep at that. That was kind of garbage time. Like, he had a hot September after kind of getting off to a slow start in that season, too. But if he is the guy who he was at the end of Houston and who has majority in his Houston career, that's going to lift this team up. He can't have a you know an OPS plus of 94 again, but still be a really good defensive player. He needs to be a guy who's a top 10 MVP candidate uh, for this team. Yeah, this was this was easily his worst offensive season of his career last year. And then if you want to look at just like overall, he was still good defensively, but not as good as he would have been with a fully healthy foot too. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that he still played that well defensively on a bum foot is pretty amazing. Two years ago in Houston, or three years ago now, 2021 is last year in Houston. Top five MVP, I believe, what Declan just said. He was a six wins above replacement player, which is, that puts you like top 10 position players. Then his first year with the Twins, and he had kind of a weird season. He kind of went away offensively for a while and came on late. Four and a half wins above replacement. But he was a late signee too, but, but still four and a half wins above replacement. Last year, one, only one win above replacement because his bat was so bad. So you're looking at if if he just gets back to being the player that he was pre-injury and he stays healthy and plays 135, 140 games, it's like a four-win uptick probably without even like changing anything else. It's just he's a better player. So, yeah, I do buy this. He's had some years in his career too where where he's been an on-base machine, which he wasn't last year. He's had years where he's hitting in the mid-20s for home runs and hitting a bunch of doubles too, so... Yeah, there's a lot of lot of room for for growth there, and I I'm buying into that one as well. And if if he he uh, 
follows through on, on the fact that he's basically the de facto GM of this team. He will convince another Scott Boris client to sign here in late March. Exactly, which is what we're going to get into next here because there are some guys still sitting out there. Classic Scott Boris. Everyone's reporting to spring training, and he's still telling his clients, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. I can get you. I yep. Just hold on one one more second. Dude, yep. it would piss me off so much if, like, you're telling me that there's not another agent that couldn't have got you a contract back in November or December. Like, Boris loves to do this, drag this out into spring training. And so we will get to this really interesting list of remaining free agents and if they fit with the Twins. You tell us first, Judd, about Livia and how our friends can uh, lose some weight around here. Yeah, if you you want a if you are a weight loss free agent right now and you are looking for a program, you're looking to sign with a place that, that works, well, that's Sportsdad right there, dropped 40 pounds. And there are countless people who are Score North fans, consumers, who have joined as well and have sent us notes about the fact that Livia works. They're going to help you drop the weight. And probably most importantly, they're going to help you keep that weight off. Their program absolutely works. And right now, have I got a free agent weight loss offer for you, which is if you join now, three months for free. That's right. Three months for free to drop a ton of weight to feel great. And you're just starting on a program that, again, I can tell you works. If you're outside the state and you're like, oh, Judd, this sounds great, but I can't join because I am in, I don't know, I'm a Twins fan in Florida or something. No concern because Livia can be done all virtually. 855-GO-LIVIA, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And don't forget, three months for free if you join now, Livia.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Zero Res here with a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews. How about that for credibility? Here to deep clean your homes. If you ask for the Score North special, you can get three rooms zero resified starting at just $119 and a free hallway. And this month, get $75 off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. That's 952-ZERO-RES or ZEROResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. Okay. Judd alluded to this. But the twins still have some options out there if they want to add a player, either to the rotation or maybe a right-handed bat. So uh, we were emailing this weekend, and and Judd mentions that the Bally's deal now secure, obviously, for 2024. And didn't you float last week that we think it's like a 20% cut from the previous Yeah, it's deal? been reported as 15%, and I was told it's more, it's more than that. So for the sake of it, I said, let's just say it's 20 so even if you cut 20% off the $154 million payroll from last year, they still have a little wiggle room to spend some money. Cody Bellinger is still sitting out there. Now, even if it was like a one-year Carlos Correa type deal from two years ago, it's going to cost you $20, 25000000 million probably for him. Blake Snell, probably the same thing. Jordan Montgomery is still sitting out there. The pitching really intrigues me. I'm not sure about you guys, but that's where I get really interested. He'd be Jordan Montgomery would be your number two starter behind Pablo Lopez mm -hmm. if you signed him. Yes. And then Michael Taylor, there's outfielders like Michael Taylor could come back. Adam Duvall, right-handed bat. Tommy yep. Pham, kind of a weirdo who gets in confrontations with fans and other people. But he rakes lefties, and he's, he's a good veteran right-handed bat. So do we think they're done? Do you think there's still a move lurking around the corner? There, you know, I I was grocery shopping on Saturday, and I just got a gut feeling. I don't think they're done. I think they're going to do something. So here, where were you in the grocery store when I was in produce? Feeling? I was in produce, a Cub, which you know, shout out Cub, love you. 
but I was in produce and I'm walking through there and I'm thinking, oh, the twins done. And then I got a gut feeling. No, I feel like, so here's why I think there's a chance left that there's a move to be made despite the loss of, uh, of television revenue. And it's this, if the twins had gone the MLB route. Okay. If the twins had said, you know what, we're done with Bally's, that's enough. But we're going to have, so we're basically going to go with the Rockies plan. I think the Padres, the Diamondbacks, which is, it's a streaming option with, with like, uh, the game comes on and, and it's on a select cable channel. Um, that would have been, I think, more of a pay cut, but it would have been more palatable to fans because the streaming option then is there. Like all of the blackouts, if you go that route, are lifted, but they didn't, which is sort of odd, right? Well, my guess is the one good thing about the Bally's offer was it was in concrete. Like they have that money. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pay cut, but there's no, I don't, it, but it's not a gamble. Like mm-hmm. they're going to get this now. So it feels like there's more certainty to the payroll. And then we've t- talked about the whole Boris thing, which is he already parked a client here and it worked out pretty damn well. Yeah. And the twins didn't screw him. So I, I don't, I just have a weird feeling that there is a move left. And to what to what you just said, Phil, you know, there's guys left, left and right. And Boris has these clients left. Just seems logical that the Twins could do an 11th hour pitching move. It might be pie in the sky, but in thinking of the TV deal itself and why you went the Bally's route, that at least gives you some certainty of income from television. Yeah, I'm on the Blake Snell train till I die here, basically, or until he signs, I should say, not till I die, because actually, there's probably a certain point. Yeah, Yeah, either way, at this rate. You don't know in life, dude. Yeah, dude, you know. That's true. That's true. And I heard he had an offer on the table from the Yankees on Monday morning, too, so he could end up still in pinstripes. Um, But I would love one more frontline starter on this team. And if that creates a log jam in the rotation, if that bumps Di Sclafani, if that's a six-man That's not a log jam. That is an easy decision (laughs) to make, baby. That's not a bump, dude. That's That's a, hey. That's Come an here. easy decision to make. You want You're those good fired. problems to have. Um, but he would be a frontline starter. I know he has a walk problem. Uh, he doesn't really necessarily go as deep as maybe you'd like, but he is still a nasty pitcher. Problem, His, right? yeah, I don't think it is either. And But Royce is right. I, I, I like this bullpen, and I think it can be like a super bullpen that can come in starting in the sixth inning and put teams away. But they got a ton of innings pitched from Sonny Gray. They lost a good portion from Kenta Maeda. How are they replacing those innings? That is still a question mark that I think we're kind of just sweeping under the rug saying, oh, it's a great bullpen. They'll figure that out. They need guys to still eat innings. And just having an extra frontline starter makes life so much easier come October. So it's probably more more likely that it is maybe a a center field or an outfield right-handed bat replacement. But personally, if I was running the Twins, I would do whatever it takes basically to sign Blake Snell. I think a right-handed bat is coming at a a reduced rate. Mm -hmm. Like I think those guys can be had for cheap to your point, Dex. Cause I'm thinking a splash of some sort, like a right-handed bat. Now, if it's Taylor Duvall fam, that's not a splash. That doesn't doesn't change the division. No, that's just like, okay, here's some insurance. Here's some insurance. And you could use uh, most definitely a right-handed outfield bat. I'm thinking there might be a signing, a real signing left. To me, I'm in on Snell too. Don't get me wrong here. But Jordan Montgomery is one that we've, we kind of barely talked about because we all assumed he was just going to go back to the Rangers and like, well, 
it hasn't happened yet, right? Right. So he had last season a top 10 war among all starting pitchers. Uh, sorry, 13th. He was 13th. Blake Snell was 14th. They both were over four wins above replacement. Also for innings pitch, too, you're looking to fill innings, looking to fill Sonny Gray innings, looking to fill Kenta Maeda innings, right? 188 innings last year for Jordan Montgomery. Um, Blake Snell threw 180. So I did, also bringing in a lefty would be interesting for this rotation, like a, a really good lefty just to, just to throw the other teams off a little bit and make them make them have to shuffle lineups. And so I count me in on if there's a way to get Jordan Montgomery on a short-term deal, a Carlos Correa type deal, he's my number one. And Blake Snell is like a, a one B both those guys would be your number two starters right. going into the season or going into a playoff series. So they make a difference. Yep. And Tommy Pham, if you're looking for someone to confront somebody else about a fantasy baseball altercation. I don't want him. This team has made some very (laughs) questionable additions at times as far as personalities go. You know Michael A. Taylor. He's still, if he thought he was going to break the bank somehow, he ain't, right? Yeah, but but last year Michael A. Taylor was told, dude, you're starting in center field, so strap in. This year he's being told, at least to start with, Byron Buxton is the starting center fielder. You're going to come in as a fourth outfielder. So he might not even, in terms of opportunity, he might not even view the Twins as a great option. We'll see. He's going to sign somewhere. They might not be, but he's still not employed. I'm sure you're right. Yep, he's still sitting out there. So, all right, there's your updates from the weekend. Spring training happening down in Fort Myers, and uh, the Scornar Twin Show is full steam ahead. We're working on a couple fun things for the season that we will announce sometime soon, but... Yeah, if you could, if you haven't already, give this show a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and click that like button on the Score North YouTube channel, the Score North Twin Show. See you guys.